Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say. Yes, if you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf. The podcast celebrates the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell, and I'm the stunt double playing Michael Lisman in this episode. I mean, fair enough on this one. If the actors in this movie are using stunt doubles, we can use doubles this week. Mother yeah, I was in God. the other room, just kind of relaxing while my stunt double watched this film. Oh uh, man, you, you lucked yeah. out on that one. I didn't get that in my contract. I had to watch this. Well, you know, you gotta gotta read the fine print. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got a better uh, agent than I do. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about 2012's Maximum Conviction. Oh yeah, oh yeah, boy, this is Clash of Titans here. In I this, mean, uh... that was what I mean. Look, there's a million Steven Seagal movies, but what yes. put this one? You know, so that's always the question because we do Seagal here and there, right? Mm -hmm. you can't avoid him because he has so many but the question yeah. is always if he has a hundred of these things what leads to one of these actually getting chosen and it was the pairing this week right it had we were yeah. like whoa steven seagal and stone cold steve austin i mean on this is an event together we can't miss it. Yeah. Uh, yeah i believe this is the only time they've shared the screen so this is it man um but uh I gotta say, this is not the excitement of seeing Stallone and Schwarzenegger together. <laughs> this movie is one of the most boring. I mean, I we we say this a lot, but this is one of the most boring movies oh, I've seen. This thing is a fucking snooze, man. I really, yeah. I don't know that I've checked the time remaining more on a movie than this one. 
I don't think I've ever been on my phone ignoring this, uh, ignoring a movie more than this movie. I, no, I had yeah. the same thing where I would look something up and then go like, oh, what about this and that? And then and then I'd be like, oh, I got to pay attention to the movie, I guess, though. But then also, yeah. I don't know that you do. <laughs> there is I don't not much so. plot here. Not a lot of plot. Literally zero character moments or character beats or anything well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, the characters... Uh, the the unforgettable characters of Cross and Manning uh, mm-hmm. are uh, their character things are they're badass. And I mean, is- I wrote down how they're described in the movie. Mm. Cross, who's played by um, Steven Seagal, yeah. is described as an operational genius. Yes. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> um, and then Manning is a weapons expert slash bulldozer on the ground. Uh, that's all the character development they get. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's not much there. So. Uh, Lord, no. And you have two yeah. actors who just aren't capable of playing much either. But no. I will say, all of a sudden, I like Stone Cold Steve Austin a lot more when he stands next to Steven Seagal. I mean, he was certainly more entertaining. He's not good in this movie. He's not good uh, in this but... movie, but he... He seems happy to be here. Seagal... He seems... Yeah. Uh, dude, I think Seagal is getting worse at acting. Really. I I, I think he's... Uh, like, he is so checked out in this thing. Yes. And and it, he's not even starting from a place of, like, great skill. Mm-mm. And then checking out, like, a Bruce Willis. He is just... He's starting Man. terrible and then checking out, which is worse. The checked out Seagal is worse than checked out Willis for that cuz even checked oh, out Willis it's not is, even close. There's still some kind of perform- here it just feels like I got to get to the end of this line. <sighs> I mean yeah, Willis has a like, natural charisma to him. Yeah, even uh, even Willis never had. even Willis not caring is mildly compelling at the very least. Yeah. Seagal is yeah. I mean it really did feel like he's just like whatever just I'm not doing another take. Just uh, give me the fucking paycheck already so I can get the fuck out. And that's the thing that made me go like, dude, why are you still doing these movies if you clearly hate it so much? Seagal's got to have money, right? And he produced this movie. Yes. He's one of the main producers. Of yes. His production company, which is, uh, which one is it? Is it Voltage? No, no. Steamroller, I think yeah. is him. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I was looking at the two production companies for this movie. Uh, and Steamroller, it's all Steven Seagal movies. Yeah. Which is like, okay. Steven but going Seagal, back, nah. you know, deep into his career, like Marked for Death and stuff is him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and I don't know if you looked at the filmmakers of this, but the the guy who directed this basically only directs Seagal movies. Uh, yes. Kanoi yes. Waxman. Um, you know. But I, I was I was surprised with voltage pictures have you seen some of the movies they made they produce a wide range of stuff yes yeah because the first i was like oh god they produce terror on the prairie like this is yeah but they i mean if you look back far enough um, there's some good shit on here i I mean right here i'm looking at just above terror on the prairie is wind river which is a movie i fucking love oh that's a modern day western with jeremy renner uh, it's mm. an amazing movie. In X Men Apocalypse, you know, there's a major superhero mm-hmm. movie. They produced the mm-hmm. TV show Leverage, uh, mm-hmm. Colossal. Oh my God! What a. By the way, if you haven't seen Colossal, go watch that movie. What a really interesting take on a kaiju film. Um, yes. The Marksman is. I mean, yeah. So they. I mean, they produce 
tons oh we uh we both enjoy tucker and dale versus evil um mm-hmm. yeah i mean no i mean they they're a production company and that means yeah. they produce a huge range of stuff dallas buyers club <laughs> yeah uh, yeah they 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 produce they've produced some shitty straight to video action movies and some like academy awards contenders that's not yeah. uncommon to see on like once again like if you're because mm-hmm. they're probably like a mid-level production company this is right, yeah th- this is the see this is what you get when you go like above the asylum and stuff but mm-hmm. you know some stuff doesn't work out when you're not you know they don't have the quality control of a major studio but yeah. sometimes they make good stuff and sometimes i mean actually if you look even canon made a couple mm-hmm. of real winners in there that's true yeah. that's true like there's a couple uh, of academy award nominated canon films they just don't feel like canon movies it's just stuff that canon happened to produce same thing with roger corman he produced a couple yeah. of like things um you know you abduction (laughs) (laughs) but uh or like i mean not that he makes bad stuff but like people don't know that mel brooks produced the elephant man stuff like that yeah yeah because you just go like i don't know you just go where the money is or where your interest sometimes you do stuff for money sometimes you do stuff because hey this is good yeah yeah the voltage is not one is not a company that had that we can really go like uh oh yeah, I just find it interesting, like the the business side of 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 this weird side industry, like yeah. of Hollywood. You know, when you're um, when so. you're at that level. Oh, I saw their most recent movie, Last Seen Alive, with uh, Gerard Butler. That was pretty good. I yeah. mean, that was you know a lower budgeted thriller, but it was like a real movie. I mean, it's yeah. got Gerard not, Butler, not like which this. is you know Gerard Butler's an actual actor, unlike Seagal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so let's. <laughs> Max, so yeah, the guy who directed this directed a bunch of Seagal movies, and then Richard yes. Beatty, who wrote it, has also written a number of Seagal joints. Yeah, yeah, both the director and writer are. It's not the case where they're they've made some good stuff and are slumming it, and the, mm-hmm. they they are fully entrenched in this world. Um, I do feel like because both the writer and director of this are involved in Seagal's TV show. And uh, I feel like I don't know if it was a bonus episode at some point. Listen, we need to watch at least the pilot of that. Uh, of, that's uh, Lawman. Oh uh, no, that's says... well, that's the reality show. No, he has a dra- He had a drama series called True oh, Justice. Really? Well, yeah, and you would know it because it was on the, know. of course, everybody's favorite TV channel, Reels. I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> that is. But not only was Seagal the star, he was the showrunner. Huh. Created by and okay. starring Steven Seagal. What? Sorry, what was it called again? I'm just. It's called it True up. Justice. True Justice, which sounds like a Steven Seagal thing. Yeah. Um, True Justice. It's a. Uh, it, it it ran for two seasons on reels, uh, and uh, that's around this time actually, 2010 to 2012. Yep. I've never seen it. I only know of it. It has to be terrible. It, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's <laughs> it's the same era as this piece of shit film, so it's got to yeah. be bad. Well, and it's a TV show created by and starring Steven Seagal, so I mean, there's just no way yeah. that's good. Um, but I've always yeah. just been curious about it, just because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. He tried to do like a deep cable, you know, streaming show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the prestige TV era. Hey, I saw the Shield, and I thought that's that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna make something better. I don't know. A show where cops are played as morally ambiguous? Bullshit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. No. I'm going to be the best. 
the best well, there ever was. You talk about a movie where he is not morally ambiguous, and I don't even think bad guys ever even land a hit on him in this movie. I I was thinking the exact same thing. The Whereas, final confrontation in this movie is so boring. He just kicks the shit out of the bad guy at the end. It, of this movie. It's so one sided. It and that's this whole film. Mm-hmm. At least Steve Austin gets like pummeled a few times. Yeah, you know? that I, I, that was another yeah. thing where I appreciate Stone Cold is not a good actor, but I'm going like, all right, all right. He's not checked out. Like I said, that's the thing that yeah. that, that 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 leans me towards at least some kind of positive of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He actually seems yeah. to want to be here and try. Yeah. You know, he's not yes. a great actor, but he's he's trying to give a performance. There's that's something. You yeah, know? I that's mean it's something it's to latch on to. Exactly. It's like whenever they move from Seagal to Stone Cold cuz here's the other thing about this movie. They're not in it together. They're in maybe two or three scenes together. Yeah, I mean, there's a moment where they meet up, and you're like, okay, the rest of the movie, oh, it's going to be them I working la- together. I laughed banter. so hard at that, because Steve, uh, <laughs> Steve Austin goes, all right, uh, brother, uh, we're going to, uh, from now on, you and I are going to take the bad guys together. And Chicago goes, uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, go. The opposite of the improv yes answer. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I got to do some other stuff, you know. Because, yeah, St- Steve Austin's like, all right, uh, you were going to... Uh, you and I hit it together now. Uh, no, I, I got other stuff to do. And these kind of yeah. want waddles off screen. I left my hoagie back in my office, so I got to go grab that, well, shove it down my gullet. And well, and that's another thing. thing, right, is Stone Cold Steve Austin is also so much more mobile and active. Yeah. And yes. able to do fight scenes where Seagal just kind of stands. I mean, that's the thing about Seagal can't do fight scenes. He has to pummel yeah. guys because all he can do is stand there and then wait for you. Just watch him wait. Like he hits the guy, and the guy falls. He waits for the guy to get up, and then he just hits him again. That could be. That could be cool. You know what I mean? Just waiting for the person to attack, and then you react. You know, like that could be interesting. Except we know the truth is yep. that Seagal can cannot bend over to tie his own shoes. So, like, obviously, uh, uh, he's gonna have to stand. I there. will say he spends most of this movie in a tactical vest. I did not know those came in a 10XL. Yeah, uh, not either. Um, <laughs> that thing is yeah. fucking huge. And yeah. when he takes it, I, I was surprised when he took the vest off at the end because I did think it was maybe doubling as a girdle. Um, well, bleh. well, they did only shoot him from the shoulders oh, up. Oh uh, yeah, once he did that. Yeah, they, I feel like directing Seagal a lot of it is hiding the gut. Yeah, and yes. once again, even as big as he is in this, he gets. We know he gets bigger after this. He he gets less out of shape, and I uh, I but did still I, insists on I, being an action hero. Yeah, I did look at this, Lisman. This is the this is the last movie before the goatee. Okay, that's that's interesting. After this um, one, he grows the goatee, and then that's everything going forward. Because there was one, he, he didn't have the little circular uh, he's sunglasses, got the, but, he's got but he the did tactical. have tiny sunglasses. And yeah. he's got the tactical glasses on. I think he's still hiding the eyes. He is still hiding the eyes, but I think that, uh, I, I'm wondering when he gets those little sunglasses. Those little, uh, well, let's see sunglasses. What, the, what the next, once again, because the next one, I definitely saw the goatee on the poster, like the one he does yeah. right after this. Well, let me see here. So this is... Uh, da, da, da. this is what people tuned in for. Um, <laughs> Maximum Conviction, uh, twenty twelve, uh-huh. Force of Execution. God, these God. titles. Um, they feel they more than any other like f- movie. 
Mm-hmm. These feel like they're made from our uh, action movie title. <laughs> I mean, generator. Force of Execution. Ooh, that's nothing. Ooh, we might want to check this one out though. You was talking about his co-stars. You got Seagal, mm-hmm. Ving Rhames, and Danny Trejo with him in that one. Okay, yeah, that's... Ving Rhames, I'm interested in. Yeah, well, we Danny don't... Trejo, it could be anything. Yeah, you he know, might it's... be in that movie for ten seconds, for all we know. Yeah, uh, but I love Ving Rhames, and once again, sure. a, re- a real actor. An actual yeah. actor, you know. Uh, yeah. Ring Rames guy with an interesting career because he's in something like that, and then he is also in all the Mission Impossible movies. Yes, <laughs> yes. So he's consistently getting good work. Yeah, but uh, he's I guess, also consistently in these, and he's the voice of Arby's. Um, which I'm oh, sure he well, makes. It. He's the guy who goes, "We got the meats." Oh, okay. Yeah, that's no, him. That so I'm sense. sure he makes more off of that than anything. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, no tiny sunglasses on that. Goatee, but not the tiny sunglasses yet, but regular sunglasses. Is it bad that I want to sort of like have a timeline set for Seagal? <laughs> and it's like, this is where the goatee starts. This is the sunglasses. This is the first movie where he's seated for over 50% mm-hmm. of the film. You know, yeah, I mean, that is thing. the thing. He is not seated in this one. Yes, uh, he yes. is kind of moving around, but he, but slowly, very slow, very, careful very now, slow. careful Steve, careful Steve. <laughs> uh, I just want to see where the yeah, tiny sunglasses blow out. come in. It's it's not on that one either. Uh, by the way, the big the biggest acting stretch he ever had is in the movie A Good Man because he's playing <laughs> a quote good man. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh my God! I mean, listen, listen to these titles: Gut Shot Straight the fuck kind of that's, title is that that's not even proper grammar oh wait a minute this one we need to watch this one has a lot of good actors in it oh shit vinnie jones stephen lang ted levine george eads of csi okay yeah yeah this, yeah let's check think, it out yeah i think this one is one we might want to watch because this one seems like um seagal might just be a supporting player in this one what uh what year did this movie come uh, out that was 2014 yeah, because okay, so I'm just this. I'm just okay. following his career right from this in 2012, yeah. Force of Execution in 2013, A Good Man in 2014, Gut Shot Straight, horrible title. That's a terrible title. Listen, I think it's 2015 where the tiny sunglasses come into play. It looks like they okay. those sunglasses are getting smaller and smaller by the time you get to Absolution. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how interesting interesting this is fascinating to me folks is this interesting to you i agree it's fascinating to me too i just like the the descent of this guy yeah exactly you go back you go when you go back to the beginning of his career you got slim seagal and then you also watch him get heavier and heavier because i think under siege 2 is a real turning point in like that's Mm -hmm. when the weight is noticeable all of a sudden like he's getting thicker but like we watched on deadly ground He's bigger than he is in like Above the Law, but he's not fat yet in that movie. No, that's no. I think I, he's still believably an action star. He can, he's uh, still mobile, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's always the thing because it's not even it's not even the it's it's not even that he looks fat. It's that he feels fat on screen. Yeah, he feels very slow and yeah, sluggish. it's that's yeah, it exa- yeah. that that's where I have a problem with because um, you and I are both fans of Samo Hung, who's a chubby martial yeah. artist but dude fucking moves like nobody's business yeah yeah i mean weight doesn't no well, doesn't have a huge impact on that it it's doesn't really have to just the ath- athleticism of, yeah because they're i mean 
I, I, you know, a, a chubby, agile guy, as Jack Black yeah. describes himself. Another perfect example of a guy who's yep. heavy but mobile. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And that that can really work, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, no, that's the problem. Seagal is just keeps getting heavier. Because I don't yeah. feel like he's like I think like guys like Samoa Hung or Jack Black are kind of just naturally chubby guys. Yeah, like they're yeah. always going to kind of be big boned. And so yeah, that yeah. kind of doesn't slow him down. Where Seagal, it's like, dude, you shouldn't be this big. This is unhealthy. Well, and you can well, see Well, obviously, Sam Hung is a perfect example because he obviously exercises a lot and stretches and, like, keeps himself limber, you know? I mean, it's dude, very the, clear Stephen Seagal is not taking care of himself at all. Like, at also, all. a big difference between Samoa Hung and Steven Seagal is uh, I think Samoa Hung actually knows martial arts. Um, well, he he does actually know <laughs> martial arts because yes. I th uh, this movie true. further this movie does two things. Not only do I still think his moves aren't very good, the amount yeah. of cuts when Steven Seagal does anything, <laughs> including and just I, I don't lines. I don't I don't necessarily need like huge long takes on these fights, but I'm talking every single move is a cut. My Every single move has up to three cuts, you know, like from three yeah. different angles. You yeah. Know, My uh, God. He, I mean, that, that's telling glaring. me this dude can't string together even like a kick to a punch. He can't do it. Nope. And he, mm -mm. Uh, the other thing is trying to get through those lines. I swear he sounds out of breath in his line delivery. Just talking yeah, even is just hard standing. for him. Standing <sighs> is exhausting for him. Uh, dude, I don't even think it's just the weight. I think it's substance abuse as well, too. I mm -hmm. mean, that's what I mean. It's mm -hmm. like it's a generally unhealthy lifestyle. I think the weight is just a symptom of a guy who is so unhealthy in he, every sense of the word. I don't think he has any amount of impulse control. No. You know what I mean? Like, no. He's just pure id, I think, in a it's lot of ways. It's all sugar, uh, drugs, booze, sex. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, just the way that he can't control himself around women. You know, mm -hmm. he has literally a hundred percent. I think it's the exact same thing with substance. Boy, did you America. did you think the same thing every time he was in a scene with these two women in this movie? You yes. just know between takes he was saying shit. Yes, of course, because if there's women at all in one of his movies, like there's no way he didn't sexually harass them. Yeah, in some these way. these, these yeah. two women who have uh, not much to do in this movie. Because this no. movie doesn't really give a shit about women beyond threatening no. to rape them, of which, God, the constant threat of rape in this movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I really wasn't paying that much attention to this film because I. Well, because every time, because they're in this prison, and every time they run into anybody, they're like, "Oh, come here, baby." That's true. Yeah, it's, it's a. It's also yeah. and, it's, which is gross and also just goddamn what a prison cliche in movies that like everybody's violent and horny like the mm -hmm. also i have so many questions about the prison let's get into the plot of this movie listen yeah what they're sure is. plot yeah we'll go the, with plot. the, the supposed the, we'll the alleged plot um mm -hmm. the sequence of events so yeah uh we start the movie this movie takes place in a what they call a top secret army black site prison in northern oregon yeah i thought that was interesting so yeah. What, what is what? That's what a, is? By the way, what is Northern Oregon, Lisbon? We're native Oregonians. What is Northern? Is yeah. Northern Oregon. No, that's what I. That's what I'm getting to. Is like <laughs> we're th where we live in the in in the in the most metropolitan area of the state is. I mean, about as close as you can get before it becomes Washington. 
I mean, maybe it's they were implying it's like to the east down like the Columbia Gorge, you know, maybe boy, boy, it doesn't matter because this is all Vancouver, Canada. Um, It's true. Yes, this is very clearly. Yeah, uh, Canada. And here's here's something the movie could have done that I've seen movies do is like top secret prison, you know, location undisclosed and just be vague. It's it's out in the woods. That's all that matters. Why say that it's Oregon at all? Yeah, I don't I don't understand. Because the thing about it is, boy, they don't establish location well at all in this movie. Nope. This prison doesn't feel like a prison. How much of this prison is enforced by chain link fence really made me laugh for being like a top (laughs) secret for the most dangerous prisoners. It's mostly chain link fencing inside the prison. Yes. I feel like these kinds of uh, black sites aren't usually in the U.S., so that no, because you're talking about things like Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, you t- right, pro- exactly. Pro- a process called rendition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, uh, that is true. Also, um, <laughs> it's so interesting because Lisbon, did this remind you of a movie we watched fairly recently? Not on this show, but on Panel Up. If you go over there and listen to this, kind of reminds me mm. of that Scott Adkins movie One Shot. That was a, bit, yeah. a way better plot about an assault on a, a way better movie. That movie was all fighting. Yes, yes. Uh, but it was compelling that, and good fighting. It was it was compelling even just, well, I mean, you have Scott Adkins. It's going to be a better film because yeah. the action is legit in that well, movie. Well, you also had Ryan uh, Phillippe. You had good actors in that. That's true. That's um, true. And, and that movie also was so narrowly focused, right? It was so just yeah. like, it, it was at a certain point, it was just a fight to survive kind of movie like The Raid, you know? Here, I mean, that's kind of what this movie was going for, right? Yeah, except it's just everything's so boring. Because, yeah, the, God, right, the, exactly. the amount of ammo fired in this movie is insane, and yet it's so boring. Isn't that interesting? Well, it's because every gun... Th- this movie does do the worst thing possible, which is every gunfight is just two people around corners shooting at each other down a hallway. That's... Like, an hour of this film that's at least 45 there is nothing so. interesting about any gunfight in this movie at all um nope yeah uh oh i love this because we see we see this so the, the movie starts with these two female two hot hot female prisoners coming in <laughs> to this black site uh the other thing that makes no Did you sense, like that they were why were they dressed the same why do they have the same outfit? Well, I couldn't figure out what their deal was. I, they never made sense to me as a duo. I don't understand. Yes. Like, it didn't seem like they knew each other. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I was no. I, For the first half of the movie, I was like, why aren't they just the same character? Why did they have to? Yeah, I don't know. The, spoiler alert. One of them's, one crooked. Of them's evil. Yeah, one of them's yeah. crooked, man. But I just yeah. thought very odd choice to, yeah, dress them the same, present them as a duo, uh, same length black hair you know like it's yeah. just yeah they even kind of looked know. alike uh, yeah i mean very clearly i, I looked like different uh, ethnicities but like, yeah but beyond the, that the they styling. styled to look alike as much as yes. possible it seemed like really weird choice yeah very strange choice. yeah steph song yeah, yeah. plays the courier and then uh mm-hmm. it's uh Aaliyah o'brien is is the uh, I don't is the crooked prisoner is all I called her in my notes. Apparently, her character's name is Charlotte, and these are both Canadian local yeah. Canadian actresses. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't real I can't really say they are good or bad in this because they really aren't much of anything in the movie. Yeah, there's no way to there's no way to tell honestly. But my uh, God, everybody calls them baby. Yep. Uh, for some listen, reason, you listen up, baby. Um, listen up, listen up, sugar tits. Yeah, it's either that or we gotta get the bitch. Yeah, Stone Cold. Uh, one of his introductory lines, he says to one of the women, "Who let the hooker in?" Yeah, I'm like yeah, this is our hero. Yeah, but uh, uh yeah, because boy oh boy, these are two favorites of problematic divorced dads, or these guys, aren't they? Fuck yeah. Um, Hey, come on now. <laughs> hey. And then uh, Steve Austin had this weird thing where uh, Charlotte, who's the the evil uh, woman, he mm-hmm. kept like being like, "That's my future wife right there." Oh, I've got all this shit written down, man, because there's plenty oh. of one-liners in this thing, uh, yeah. and they're all awful. <laughs> yep, including I think I have listen what maybe we don't have an award for it, but we may be able to say right here. This might be the worst one-liner in any movie ever, and we'll get to it when we get to it. But I, I have a... I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they come in, and then... Boy, oh boy, do you think the bad guys are in the, the garbage truck that's labeled Troy hmm. Disposal Services, and it's got a picture of a horse? So subtle. Man, so does subtle. that movie... Does the movie think that's like... A smart literary reference? Yes. Yeah, that's what I... Yes. And you're just like, a yes. Trojan yes. horse reference? That's not... Everybody knows that. Yeah, we went yeah, to college. It's literally... A... It, yeah, it's like the condom. What else would it be a reference to? <laughs> um, so, this black site prison is being shut down, is the plot of the movie. Which this is now getting oh, into... Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, <laughs> Yes, Seagal has come to to Seagal is here to d- facilitate the shutdown of this place. Okay, yeah, sure. That, that's that's what's going on. And then he called right. in some called Steve Austin. So none of them actually work at this no. black site. They just no because okay. we meet the warden. He's this you know buffoonish character, this cowardly yeah. warden. But here's the thing that makes mm-hmm. no sense to me. This is a secret military prison for the <laughs> worst of the worst. But then it also seems like they also just have general population convicts, too. Seems like, like it. the guys in yeah. the orange jumpsuits who are talking about raping women and stuff like that. I'm like, now these guys don't really seem like political prisoners or captured spies or the kind of thing. You know. Or international terrorists or anything No, they like just that. seem like general thugs. And you're going. I'm going. Like, why would they? They would just go to the prison. Why would they be in the, like, a black site prison? Isn't like, you're doing twenty to life in a black site prison. You know, it's not like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like when you go to a black site prison, you don't come back. Is is how yeah, it works. exactly. But these guys are like in their convict suits, going, mm, fresh meat. And you're going like, well, I understand. Is this a prison or is this a black site like interrogation site? Because the the cur- the two women that get pulled in, they actually do seem like people who maybe are there because they're potential spies and stuff like that. But the, the so if they're shutting down this place, why bring two new prisoners? That was that's also a thing where they're everybody's mad at Seagal for even taking them. Yeah, but it's kind of like yeah. I don't know. 
Where's they gonna go? Yet it's in. Oh, see, this is where it just, the villains need this to be the plan, though, that they come in here. Mm -hmm. So they were counting on Seagal to okay these prisoners coming in. If he didn't, their plan would have been nothing. Well, fortunately, this guy is incompetent, yeah. so we can count on him to do the wrong thing so that our plan works. Because they're, the whole thing is they're waiting on the bus to come and uh, pick up the prisoners to move them wherever they need to go. I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, theoretically, yeah. Um, also, this whole thing is a ripoff of Assault on Precinct 13. The sure John is. Carpenter movie, which, you know, the whole thing in that is... It's the last night that they're shutting down this police station, if mm -hmm. anyone recalls that. And by the way, go watch that, because that's a brilliant action movie. Um, great film. Great film. Great film. But that it's a similar setup, right? Where it's like, we're shutting this thing yeah. down. We don't have the resources. And then it gets attacked. Yeah. Great yeah. idea that John Carpenter had in the 70s. <laughs> so should... So somebody was clearly like, maybe Seagal went to his director buddy and his writing friend and, and mm -hmm. was like, so I saw this movie the other weekend. <laughs> I really liked it. I figured we could do the same exact thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, so how do we make it different? I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't, I don't I've already come up with my idea. Yeah. Okay, you make it different. <laughs> my idea was to rip off that great action movie. So <laughs> you figure out how it's a thing. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't know, but if it could be, like, way more misogynistic, that would help a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, I just need an excuse to sexually harass women and get paid for it, okay? That's what I'm here for. It does seem like that's the case. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, – I'm just moving through this thing here. Uh, sure. Yeah, they brought in – Seagal – Oh, we do get Seagal randomly fighting a guy who's just acting out in the yard. By the way, the yard. It's not a state mm. penitentiary. Like, it's not. They, it's a they, black site. Yeah, they keep acting like, oh, man, this guy's causing trouble in the yard, you know. Uh, yeah, and then Seagal's yeah, got to go yeah. beat that guy up in a couple of. Is it me or did it seem like he was doing a lot of slapping in this movie? Oh, oh yes, 100%. Like, there was a lot of just like. Psh, 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 psh i'm like that's not cool yes. it's not cool it's to not watch cool. somebody nothing. slap somebody that's not a cool thing to see on screen nothing he does uh in this movie is cool nope like, not not all. once yeah uh and can i can i uh, i think now listman is a perfect time for a little segment we call tales of seagull yes wow. I want to talk about the, the the this time. I want to talk about Seagal, how Seagal acts with people on set, Lisman. This is cool. Th this is based on a couple of different uh, stories of people who have made movies with Steven Seagal. All right. The mm -hmm. first comes to um, the first comes to us from uh, one of our favorites, beloved character actor John Leguizamo. Oh hell yeah! Who appeared in the movie Executive Decision with Steven Seagal. <laughs> All right. Uh, here, he, this this is a uh, what the the following is a direct quote from uh, 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 Leguizamo talking about his experience. We were in rehearsal rehearsals for uh, executive decision. I'm playing his master sergeant, uh, and we come in, and he says, "I'm in command. Everything I say is law. Anybody doesn't disagree." Uh, and Leguizamo says... Anybody doesn't disagree? Is that actually the quote? Anybody doesn't disagree? Question mark, yeah. 
That was okay. what he asked. Yep. Uh, I started cracking up because he sounded ridiculous. And he came up and he taekwondoed my ass against the brick and he hit me with his elbow. He's six foot five and he caught me off guard and knocked all the air out of me. And I was like, why? Why? I really wanted to say how big and fat he was and that he runs like a girl, but I didn't because all I could say was, why? <laughs> so that's, that's, um, that was Legazamo's story. Uh, of just Nobody being... can make fun of me on set, okay? Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, Seagal just straight up assaulted him. Um, the most fragile ego I've ever fucking heard in a human being. Yeah, uh, Leguizamo, uh, uh, that that bit of description, uh, Leguizamo incorporated into his stand-up routine, which uh, apparently uh, Seagal's publicist reached out to Leguizamo, saying Seagal, quote, wants to punch him out uh, because what he was saying about him in the stand-up act. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, that's always one of those things where I'm like, you know, maybe don't fuck around with comedians because they will do stuff like that. Um, yeah. I'll uh, talk shit. So this this next story comes to us from the stunt coordinator on Seagal's movie Exit Wounds. Uh, mm. Once again, uh, the following is a quote from him. I was training DMX on the soundstage and Seagal showed up and was throwing a few guys around on some mats. I waited till he was finished and walked over and introduced myself. I figured, why wait? He's going to see me around anyway. But I wasn't wearing a cup. I had left it in L.A. So I kind of stood sideways just in case he decided to suddenly kick me in the family jewels. During the conversation, he moved to where he was standing square with me. So while I was chatting with him, I slowly moved back to where I was semi-sideways again. He moved again to square up with me. I'm thinking, this is not happening. So I switched to where my right foot was forward, turning sideways again the other direction. I was doing this very subtly, but he had that look in his eyes as he squared up with me again. I smiled, folded my hands in front of my groin, and said I had to get going and walked away. It was, quote, very weird. <laughs> So there you go. There's a, there's a story of him just generally into. I just love the idea of the stunt coordinator going like, dude, I am not gonna fight you. Like I don't know what the hell. <laughs> why? What? It's why? It, it, it goes back to John Leguizamo and the why? Why would anyone so be fighting anyone guy, on a movie you set? You're a tough guy because you're a stunt coordinator. Yeah. I yeah. Eat, I eat people like you for breakfast. <laughs> and I I eat a big breakfast. Let me tell you. I know, right? Uh, I had a whole, I had a whole roasted chicken this morning. Okay, ate it in one gulp. <laughs> so yeah, but that's so, there you so, go. so weird. Can you imagine uh, having a, a congenial conversation with somebody you're going to be working with on a, on a project, and just like squaring off like you're about trying to kick him in the groin? <laughs> like what? What is that? The other thing, uh, the other thing I love about that is he instantly knew oh, this guy's gonna kick yes. me in the balls, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was. He totally was. Yeah, yeah. Like that's his. Go that has to be his go-to move. Oh, I've heard but... stories of him kicking people in the balls. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, there, so there, there, there is a there is a history there's of a history, and there. there's a history of him yeah. like with uh, John Wegazama. There's a history of him like slamming people into walls and stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and shitting himself when he gets choked out. Well, yeah, that's that's my favorite that. story. I think yeah. we told that on our first Seagal episode because yeah. that is that's the best story because you're like, it's yeah, he's full of he. Well, he's literally he's not full of shit anymore, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, he, you know, that that because that's like there it is when push comes to shove, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and that guy owned his ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I 
can you imagine if there was if there was footage of that? Oh, oh God. Such a shame that there's nobody caught that on camera. Where that would I, have just been the best shit. I saw footage of some I don't know. It was some crazy guy at some kind of fan event who kicked Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it's an insane video. You can watch it. But what you can also see is Arnold in his 70s just fucking takes it. <laughs> like it, it knocks him to the side, but he doesn't go down and he seems unaffected by it. Yeah, and he's more like, what? Why? Yeah, that's it exactly. Well, that's the other thing too is like the stories of uh, John Leguizamo getting pushed against the wall. That wasn't skill. That's just he's fucking huge. He's fucking huge, and he like uh, surprise. Yeah, like, surprises him because you're not expecting to be attacked by your co-star. You're in rehearsals you know? for a movie. You don't think it. Also, the whole thing where it's like, yeah, I'm in charge of this unit. It's like, well, in the movie, yeah, but like not. And uh, uh, yeah. co-stars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's your tale of Seagal for this episode. Um, sure. And actually, I have another one later. That's a smaller one. That's very silly. But uh, all right. Mm-hmm. So uh, this garbage truck comes in, and oh my god, there's a good fifteen to twenty minutes of Steve Austin just being like, "Hey, man, what's the deal with this garbage truck?" Yeah. So when we were, we are uh, spoiler alert. We are well, not spoiler alert, but like just a, a yeah. peek behind the curtains. We were recording our Patreon content uh, yeah, last yesterday. Night. Yeah. And we, and we noted um, that like the first 20, 25 minutes of a lot of these movies is like character setup. You know what I mean? Like just, just getting familiar with the characters around 23, 25 minutes is when the action starts. And that is true here too. Uh, however, instead of character beats yeah. uh, starting out this film, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin trying to fix a trash compactor and Steven Seagal driving somewhere, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, to a bar. That's yeah. the that's the setup yeah. uh, for this film. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Why isn't there any personal stakes for these characters? <laughs> like, why... why there's Why nothing. don't we care about them? No, and, the, and we've talked about, like, it, 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 we don't ask for much, but, like, I don't know, something, right? Anything. Anything. Yeah. Uh, instead, it's it's Stone Cold Steve Austin going, hey, what's, the, what's this truck doing here? Uh, and then he's like, oh, damn thing's broke. He's like, all right, let me get under there. And then it's, there's, like, ten minutes of Stone Cold Steve Austin underneath this truck fucking around with wires. Just muttering to himself, ah, I'm never getting the fuck out of here, am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is 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 that what's supposed to endear us to this character? Is like, man, this, this guy's is my really... Friday, goddammit. Yeah. Man, uh yeah, he's just a working stiff like me. Yeah. I hate my job too, Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Crack a beer, drink it down. Uh, you know? Yeah, I don't understand Hide the tears. what any of this is. Um I, I did I didn't write down the hooker line, but I did write when that prisoner meets uh Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh mm-hmm. she says, uh, sure got some ugly janitors in this dump. <laughs> and that's when he goes, Who let in the hooker? Oh, yeah. Fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean the whole movie is just like, Can you believe these fucking women mouthing off to us? Yeah, again, just cutting to this fictional uh uh di- problematic divorced dad be like, Yeah, get him. <laughs> Nobody talks to Stone Cold Steve Austin like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, just like I wouldn't let my bitch of an ex-wife talk to me <laughs> like that. Well, I, but actually, if I'm being honest, I totally would. 
Uh, yeah, so Seagal goes to this bar, and it, there's hmm. too many characters in this movie, number one. There that, is, Because yeah. they don't establish any of them. So I'm going, well, wait, who are these guys that he's going like, Great. I want you to look into the background of these people, and blah, 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 you know. Because uh, they found like a piece of paper on the yes, ground. Yes, that was it. That's like, right. There's secret, yeah, some kind of yeah. secret message. Yeah, between the guards, because there are some guards that were in on it. I yeah, guess. yeah. I don't specifically remember who, because again, yeah, there's too many characters, and this movie doesn't bother to highlight any of but them. But this is but, where uh, the, this. So he goes to just these guys. I don't know. There's some kind of ops unit of some sort. And uh, this is the introduction of. Uh, uh, what's his face? So it's Bren uh, Foster is the actor. Bren, Bren, Bren Foster, Foster. The guy who has maybe the most legitimate uh, fight scenes in the movie. Yeah, this guy really knows martial arts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't pretend he knows martial arts. Uh, no. He does do a lot of the choreography himself, though. So Yeah, I mean, because... I have no problem with Stone Cold Steve Austin's fighting because he just plays oh. a big guy who uses his yeah. strength to like. As a, I mean, they talk about what he's like a battering ram or whatever. What was the thing they said about him? A uh, bulldozer. Yeah, and, bulldozer. and and actually, that's accurate to how he fights throughout the movie, and that's fine. Definitely, I don't. Yeah, his character isn't supposed to be. It. My problem is with Seagal when he presents himself as some sort of expert martial artist, and you're like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> this guy yeah, though. Yeah, and. And, and uh, Stone Cold has some pretty uh, entertaining uh, kills in this he movie. He really does. Yeah. I he seems like the, the genius tactician, not Steven Zagal, who just kind of he just kind of karate chops somebody until they fall asleep. Yeah. All the best uh, kills in the movie are Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I actually, yes. I don't mind Stone Cold. I don't this think this movie should have just been a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, movie, I think. but but I feel like you and I at least get kind of a kick out of Stone Cold Steve Austin because he does have, and it's he's just doing his wrestling thing, but that means he has a persona. Mm-hmm. Yes. From, yes. That's why wrestling. That's why the WWE movies, which I don't think this isn't one no, of them. It just no. has Stone Cold. But a lot we, of them are, are pretty upcoming. We've talked about we are going to be doing a month of WWE produced movies, one of which yes. does star Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course. Yes. Uh, yes. And I think a lot of those are pretty entertaining because uh, because there is that era of, of uh, drama, you know, that, uh, you know, like extra the extraness yeah. uh, of a lot of oh, WWE yeah. performances. But, you oh, know, yeah. the thing I like that is, I mean, because Stone Cold Steve Austin has that, hey, brother, but he also has that, I'm a Southern guy, too. Uh, yes. And as we yes. learned about, where did he learn to fight? From fighting. From fighting? Yeah. From fighting. Yeah. yeah. He has a line here about fighting, too, that I like, where he says fighting in the same way, which I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, though, the U.S. Here's another thing that makes no sense. The, so, the supposed U.S. Marshal Service is coming to claim secret government prisoners? Well, that's not yep. the U.S. Marshals, folks. They handle nope. actual... Yeah, so... But, of course, they're not the U.S. Marshals. And it brings us to our villain, Michael Perre, who we have... Mm -hmm. We've seen him before, Lisman. Lest we forget, yeah. he was the bad guy in the Robert Bronzy joint Once Upon a Time in Deadwood. I guess he was. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember that. That is well. what I'm hearing from you, Lisman. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But this guy is in many, 
an action child movie. So I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk about him either. Because uh, he yeah. was a guy who had kind of a run in the 80s and then fell pretty quickly into straight-to-video stuff. Um, yeah. And actually, he's fine. Again, compared to Steven Seagal. Well, he's, I mean, he's an actual actor, once again, you know. Yeah. Uh, yes. And yeah. he's got a nothing bad guy. I mean, I don't know what the deal mm-hmm. with this guy is at all. Um, but Yeah, he, the motivations aren't really clear in this movie. Like, but, the uh, plot, other than getting the information from, from you know, the... The, the bar is yeah. so low here that I'm going like, well, he's saying his lines with conviction, so I got, yeah. I got, I got no issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's certainly not good either. And then uh, surprising, no. absolutely no one, the garbage truck is full of soldiers. My God, who could have seen it coming? Here's the thing: the movie's very bad at too. I never know how many guys the villains have. It's so unclear. <laughs> Because it seems like about eight guys get out of that garbage truck, but then they easily kill like forty henchmen throughout the movie. So yes, I don't. Yeah, the body count's ridiculous in this movie. Yeah, I it, it, no, yeah, it, it does. Well, because there's whole sections where guys are just getting mowed down, guy after guy, mm-hmm. and I and and that's those are the kind of things where you go like, dude, I'm not even paying attention anymore because I don't know who anyone is, or it just it doesn't matter. It's just bodies getting hit with bullets. Yep. Uh, can I talk about this is my favorite uh, this is my favorite part of the trivia here part of the movie mm. was filmed in a youth facility in British Columbia but was, but production was kicked out because 2013's Man of Steel had to come in and film in that location oh man a real film yeah. came and started filming here oh Shit. man Superman's pushing us out of this building god damn it but yeah it is you like uh, Max Snyder did to us can you fucking <laughs> believe how he fucked us over <laughs> Oh, I would love. Wouldn't it be great if Steven Seagal had some kind of personal vendetta against Zack Snyder? I'm gonna. I, oh, oh uh, listen, we haven't guessed what the you haven't guessed what the uh, budget is on this because I do want to compare I, it to the Man of Steel. Budget. I do. I, I do. Uh, I did accidentally see what the budget. Oh, okay, was for the, so this is able to play the game. This is an eight million dollar movie being pushed yeah, out yeah. by a two hundred and twenty five million dollar movie. Oh God. <laughs> Um, I don't. I speaking I, of getting bulldozed. Yeah, I mean that's a uh, hey, we're shooting here, and that's a uh, yeah, we're a Superman movie. We don't give a fuck. Um, we couldn't care, care less about you. Um, yeah, I don't. This I don't know what this movie grossed either, but it's some. I'm gonna guess it's somewhere south of the 668 million that Man of Steel made. Um, probably, probably, probably less people yeah. saw this than Man of Steel. Um, yeah. I just love the idea of it's like, hey, we're shooting here, and they're like, we're Superman. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> okay, we'll see ourselves out. Yeah, and we're just gonna go out the way we came in. Uh, <laughs> Should we just like kind of stand over here, yeah. you know, in the corner and just wait? Or, Do you think uh, St- Steve Austin was like, uh, you got any? You got? You need like a tough, big military guy in it or something? Like, <laughs> I got, I got time. Okay, yeah. I, you know, I got. I got so much free time right now. I just love the idea of him being like, uh, you probably you probably need like a big burly bald guy in it, right? <laughs> you know, I could play Lex Luthor. If yeah, you, uh... I already got my, my head shaved, so uh, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, ha- have you cast the Lex Luthor role yet? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm imagining uh, Steven Seagal uh, side-eyeing Henry Cavill being yeah. like, yeah, you're not so tough. Yeah. Yeah, you, may be, you might be Superman, but yeah, look. See that? Those, ma- those muscles look fake. Yeah. 
See that? See that guy in the Superman? See the guy in the cape? I'm gonna kick that guy in the balls. <laughs> he he ain't so tough. I kicked Superman in the balls and he fell right down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call my left foot my kryptonite. I, that's a terrible <laughs> joke. Uh, I just I just love the idea that like Steven Seagal would think anyone is weak because if you kick them in the the dirtiest move, like. And that's just, that's just, I do feel like that makes sense. That'd be the opening gambit. Like, drop him as fast as you can with a kick to the balls and then run away as the Steven Seagal fight. Also, is he going to win in a fight against yeah. Henry Cavill? You know? Like, you're just not. <laughs> oh, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the idea of him just being like, he ain't so tough. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I could take him. I won't, but I could. Yeah. yeah. Just, just know. keep that in mind. Well, that, that was the thing. I told you about that interview I saw where he was talking about, like, uh, who would actually win in a fight like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme? He goes, can I laugh in your face? <laughs> it's like, because uh, Van Damme sure, would win? Is that what you, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Van Damme, who is like an actual world champion kickboxer. Van Damme's too polite, though, you know? He wouldn't. Yeah, that's the thing, where it's like, you don't hear stories about Van Damme fighting people. Uh, yeah, because I, I remember Van Damme being asked about that specific conversation. He's like, oh, you know, Steven's just being Steven, mm -hmm. you know, just being very cordial. I'm like, God, we don't deserve Van Damme. We, we really don't. I, uh, no. And it's just like, uh, well, because he doesn't have to prove anything. You know what I mean? I think that it's the thing no. where it's like the guys who talk about they can kick people's ass are never the guys who can actually kick ass. Nope. Because you don't need to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's such insecure. Anyway. All right. Back anyway. to this movie here. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So the so the the so these guys are not U.S. Marshals. They are... What are these guys? Mercenaries, I guess? They're like Special X Forces, right? Yeah. Uh, well, cause like there's... Marines, I think? That's what Seagal says? Yeah, because there's a thing later in the movie. Like, the last scene between... Perret almost has a character <laughs> when mm -hmm. he's like, man, this is just about the money. You and I were the same, but the country screwed us over. And he was like, oh, movie almost making a point about a disaffected oh, military veteran. Almost makes a point. Not quite, mm -hmm. though. It's like, it's, it is funny that, that we watched uh, uh, Under Siege uh, semi-recently. Yeah. That's a very, very similar setup for this villain. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weirdly less compelling. I don't, know, over, I don't know what the difference is, you know. Yeah, go over to our uh, go over to our patron page and you can uh, you can hear us talk about the uh, Under Siege, a movie that mm -hmm. yeah, does have some of the same stuff as this but is a lot better. So much better. Yeah. Uh so let's see here. I do love when the when the when the soldier guys are just filing out of the garbage truck and Stone Cold is just standing behind something and a guy comes over to look and he stabs him with a knife that that's whatever but the fact that a second guy then does it and isn't like <laughs> hey that guy just got stabbed i should he's like hey what happened over oh no <laughs> i got cut how do you i mean because i'll give him that he could get one with that but the fact that he gets yeah. a second i'm like this is a video game now where you're just waiting yes. and hiding for guards to come over and look at what's going on um yeah and then they and then they all start shooting at him and somehow like this is all of these 40 guards who spill out of the garbage truck can't hit them with their machine Well, guns. and also, it's a, the, throughout the whole movie, this drove me insane, because these are, you know, 
special ops, Marines, you know, whatever, right? And yet every time they open fire, it's always like, hey, like nobody is ever shooting tactically or like anyone trained to use firearms ever. Nope. And mm -mm. Seagal has the worst handling of a gun I think I've ever seen in a movie at one point. Yeah, uh, and we've seen other Seagal movies, so that's saying something. The man doesn't know how to handle firearms. It's insane. Um, no, no. He's got it's it's down it's at the end of the movie, but I'll talk about it now. He's got sure. a a big he's got an automatic shotgun, which is an insane weapon to have. Number one, because he's, <laughs> yes. so he's got the big drum of shotgun shells, and you, the whole thing is it just it fires like a machine gun, but it's a shotgun. Mm -hmm. But he's got the stock. He's holding the barrel like all the way down, but not pointing the whole gun down. It's just the barrel, so the stock is way up, floating like above his shoulder. <laughs> and I'm going, "What are you doing? Who holds a weapon like that?" I don't know. And it's supposed to be it's like clearly, don't move. It's like where your gun is pointed at the floor and it's not controlled don't. at all. Yeah. If he fired that, it would fly out of his hand. It would. Like the kickback would be so strong because well, shotguns are very, uh, very. Uh, and especially they have this a lot thing. of kickback. And especially this thing, which is just um, uh, the first Expendables movie has a great scene with an automatic shotgun, but it's Terry Crews mm -hmm. operating it, and it's portrayed as this massive cannon of a weapon. Here, he's yes. just casually shooting this thing. But yeah, it, it, it. I got to. I'm going. You know that stock is there for a reason, right? Like. <laughs> He's just like, well, just give me the gun. Yeah, whatever, man. Who cares? I'm uh, I'm so good with guns. I can I can yeah. hold them however I want. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't be surprised if he work. describes himself as a firearms expert too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's we, me. We, we even going back to Under Siege. If you if you watch that with us on the page, he has horrible handling of weapons in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. Which is so insane because it's such a thing today now where. Anybody who does an action movie trains extensively with guns and knives and martial arts. Like it, it's just it's expected of our action heroes in movies today. Yeah, and that's not even just a because obviously John Wick does that really well. Yeah. but I don't even think John Wick ushered that in. I think that was oh, something no. that we were. Doing I mean, they even talk about that. that like uh, I mean, a guy. How many war movies they talk about where they send them to some form of boot camp and stuff like that? Like mm. they really want it's yeah. I mean, that's something I certainly, if I ever direct in that genre, I would want people to, they need to look right on screen. Of course. Because when Cause... you have, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, it yeah. just breaks the reality, right? It's just like, it needs to be, uh, you know, and, and as much as we love stuff like Canon from the 80s, where guys were just spraying bullets, you know, mm -hmm. when you watch, when I watch stuff now, I, I, I want to see guys who actually look like what these guys would look like. Yeah, and no it's not that hard to look up how to do that. It's not that hard to just do a little bit of research. That's that's usually what it is. A is little that bit they of just research. Don't bother you don't do have research. even just a little bit of money to run even just a day. Get a former Marine or something to show people for a day, you know? Yeah. I um, mean, ideally, you do uh, like a warm-up before each, you know, shooting uh, day. Of yeah. Just like, this is how you hold guns. This is how you, you know, move, how you sweep a perimeter, like that kind mm -hmm, of stuff. Mm -hmm. Just to like get it in, in there, you know, just to get it in their uh, muscle memory. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, nobody trains to the extent of like a, a Keanu. Um, nope. But, you know, you've got Tom Cruise, uh, the footage of him training for collateral where he's learning how to quick draw and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, and I've, I've seen it where I, I've, cause I love to watch those videos where like real experts and I've seen guys talk about that scene in collateral where he quick draws and actually quick draws mm -hmm. in mission impossible fallout too, which is, I like mm -hmm. sort of, he brought that skill back, but people go like, Holy yeah, shit. That's, 
but you know being tom cruise they talk about he goes that's as good as anybody could ever do it like that right there yeah he Uh, put in the work yep he did and you can watch it on the blu-ray you can see him out there on a shooting range training extensively to do that and then in the movie Mm -hmm. it you're like holy fuck when he does it you're like that looks like how you would kill people um yeah so, uh, yeah, you want to see good handling, actually. Go watch Collateral, because Cruz's weapons... It's a great handle. film. It's a great movie, and Cruz's handling of weapons. Any Michael Mann Is that movie, the one with him and... Uh, Jamie Foxx? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, okay, that's right. That's, great that's movie. I mean, just a great really movie. Really great movie. One of Cruz's best performances, too. I love him. Yeah, movie. definitely. Uh, he doesn't often play a villain, you know? No, um, what's so cool... cool what, what's really cool about that movie is that steely intensity brings to everything when put towards an evil character becomes really scary. It does. Yeah. That, that, that lethal professionalism that he has in that movie mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love him in that. Uh, so let's see here. Um, <laughs> okay. I like them questioning because the whole thing is they've taken the prison, but they don't have the override codes, the bad guys. Sure. So they, they go to the warden and they go, we need you to give the override codes. He goes, it won't work without my fingerprint. Well, what do they do? They just cut his finger off. But then they bring him along anyways. Because, so because he goes, wait a minute. I have the keys. And they're like, okay, if you have the keys. then Look I at all these just... keys on my key ring. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle. <laughs> Oh my keys! I hated this warden <laughs> character so much. He's so pathetic. And they, and they yeah. make a big point of carrying him through the movie before he is unceremoniously murdered, like ten minutes before the end. Yep, uh, I love that. That was really silly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's see. The there's more. There's a lot of just. I mean, the the whole middle section of the movie is just kind of a lot of people running around this prison. It it is hard to differentiate scene from scene. Well, because the other thing is, we always talk about the dark landing of Seagal movie, but this movie is particularly dark. Like you can almost see nothing in parts of this movie. Um, (laughs) uh, During a shootout, uh, Seagal does yell out, "Keep your head down, or it'll probably get blown off." (laughs) There's like a fifty-fifty chance it'll get shot. So statistically let's, speaking, let's let's talk about the 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 main prisoner woman is a is a courier, and she has yes. a message implanted in her body that is connected mm-hmm. to her heart. Yeah, that that sounds real. Yeah, this is very. I'm like Jesus. All of a sudden, this got very sci-fi, man. Um, yeah. Where yeah. so if her heart stops, it erases the info. Apparently, on the device, that is what happens? So they can't yeah. kill her. That's the whole thing in the movie. Um, yeah. and she doesn't even know what's on it. That's the thing. Yes. Um, yes. So he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll help you, ladies." Just, but he's and he's so condescending. He's like, "You stay two feet behind me. You stay a foot <laughs> to my left. You dumb women, you know." Yeah, when I give you a hunk of hunk, you gotta be appreciative, okay? It's very important for your safety. All right. That I get to hunk a hunk whenever I want. Okay, the signal if there's trouble, I'm gonna pat your ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good girl. Go ahead and get down. Um, so yeah, so they come into a room, and this is where, uh, oh, because when they get control of the prison, they unlock all the cells. Is what the bad guys do. Sure. And this is where we get just general thuggish criminals. And they, mm. they're like, uh, 
hey, man, just give us one of the girls and you can move on. And they say specifically so we can take our frustrations out on her. Or you uh, and then they're like, or you can have one of them and we you just give us the keys or something yeah. like that. Is this yeah. the line you were thinking about? Because this is the worst one-liner yes. in the world to me. Yes. And I had to back it yeah, up it's... and turn on subtitles to even hear what he fully says. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you fuck your mama and one of your pet poodles? What does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I had to I had to listen to this three times in order to fully understand yep. what they were saying, write yep. everything down. Yeah, yeah it's so bad. Fuck this your this mama is the worst. And one of your pet poodles. Like I said, we don't have an award for it, but I'll just say it right now before we even get to the shelfies. That's the that's the winner of the worst one liner we'll ever hear. Should we have an award <laughs> for worst one liner? I don't even think just, like I said, I don't even think we have to. I think it's just this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I I don't let me say, if anything challenges this, then we'll create the award. But until okay, then, it is good. the honorary Steven Seagal and Maximum <laughs> Conviction Worst One-Liner Award. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So Seagal... <laughs> uh, oh, I, so he, sh he shoots two of these prisoners, and then, of course, it comes mm. down to hand-to-hand -to -hand with one guy, but it's pretty lame. The yeah. big thing I've noticed is he loves the finger grab. He loves like the the wrist twisting finger grabs, yeah, but he. I don't think that's anything, I mean, it's, it's, right? I don't think so. I don't know that as a specific technique. It's like a decent. I mean, I guess it's like a pressure point, or you know, kind of like a, not pressure point, but like a you have control over them at that point or something. Right. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not a bad move, but it's weird that it's become like a signature thing of his. He does it in literally every film, like every single film. And that's then, his go-to. I don't even know if this is a one-liner, but I wrote this down because it, it just—it's such a. St so he snaps this guy's arm, and he goes, "Does uh -huh. that hurt, you fucking pussy?" No, no, it's—it's it's even worse. Oh, than is that, it worse John. than that? That's it's, what I have. Uh, does that does that hurt? And then the guy goes, "Yeah." Oh, I <laughs> didn't catch like, that. You fucking pussy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't catch the guy going, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have caught it if I didn't have the subtitles. Okay, on, yeah, so. that was it. Because I think yeah. it's buried in, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, because he's screaming, saying, <laughs> yeah, it does hurt Steven Seagal. And I just love the idea of, you fucking pussy. <laughs> it, the, it speaks to this. I think we forget sometimes, because not every movie we watch has this attitude, but just this insanely toxic machismo of this. It's uh -huh, just like, uh -huh. you broke your arm and now you're crying about it? Fuck you, you fucking <laughs> pussy. I, not that I'd ever have my arm broken, but if I did, mm -hmm. I wouldn't cry. I just I just tough through the pain, man. Also, I, I love this next bit where they have the, they're holding people hostage in the kitchen, and then they also mm -hmm. just immediately execute them. Cause the guy this happens goes, a couple of times in the movie. Because he's got a gun weird. to the guy. He goes, you should come to the kitchen. Actually, no, it's a trap. Bam, 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 bam. And there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of <sighs> bad guys holding guns to people. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're like, you know what? My life and the life of this other person doesn't matter. Fuck you. you know. And then they immediately get shot. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. There's no like, yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird thing about this film. This is like one of three times it happens. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. He gets a few awesome kills in this kitchen scene. 
He does, yes. He I, I, this is the most fun I had watching this Unquestionably, film. like I said, if this was the whole movie, I would have enjoyed this thing. Because he gets, yeah. number one, he makes an aerosol flamethrower and lights a guy on Ooh, fire. Love to see it. Pretty cool. Love to see a guy on fire. But then he, he ups himself <laughs> when he launches a propane tank at a guy. That was pretty <laughs> sweet. Like a fucking rocket launcher. It's so good. He sets it doesn't it make up any on sense, a shelf, but it's amazing. And then he just bashes the valve open, and the thing <laughs> takes off like nobody's business right at a guy. This is the kill of the movie, right? I can't think of anything better than this. Because he also he also picks somebody up and like stabs them on like a weightlifting machine. Yeah, at that some was point that was pretty movie. great too. That was pretty great. And too. he and his one liner there is no pain, no gain. He has back to back one liners in that scene. Uh, which yeah, talking yeah. About. But yeah, that was that was pretty. Yeah, I think that's a second. I also like a guy's coming after him now. I the prison's being shut down. Why is there just a pot of water on an on a a working stove that's boiling? It's only Great here question. so Steve Austin can throw this boiling water in a guy's face. But I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I did I, don't go, I did care. go. Wait a minute. Why would that burner be on? <laughs> there's no kitchen staff, and th- there's just a there's just a pot of water that's boiling. There was there was one kitchen staff. Like I think her name was Esmeralda. Oh, or she got shot Earlier, in the face though. She already did get shot in the face, yeah. but they she was hiding with one of the, but the guards. Even still, why is she turning on a pot of boiling water? There's no the prison's I don't know. no one needs to be oh, it's insane. Uh yeah. yes. but then Steven Seagal or not Steven Seagal, never Steven Seagal, Stone Cold Steve Austin gets his ass handed to him by the crooked prisoner woman. Yes. Which I, I yes. was like, okay. She beats the shit out of him. And his his response is, what the fuck, baby? Yeah. Like, even when you're getting your ass kicked, you're such a fucking condescending Well, then prick. he's all bloodied, and she's running away with the with the courier woman. He just goes, my kind of woman. <laughs> so that this gave him a boner is what I'm taking this to Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's his yeah. thing now. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, you better believe, though, that while they're running away... Uh, some random thug prisoner grabs the courier woman and tries to rape her because it's got to happen. Uh, but then of that course. guy gets beaten to death by the crooked prisoner woman. Mm-hmm. Kills him with just like a piece of wood. Yeah, just like a loose piece of wood. Yeah, I thought that was kind of lame. Yeah. It was because yeah. it was like, wait, what? Eh, who cares? Uh, who cares? <laughs> that's this whole movie. Because uh, yeah. like I said, I mean, we're burning through the, the runtime of this movie because it's mostly just people running around. Yeah, yeah, it's like most Steven Seagal movies. I feel like are are paced like this film. Yeah, it's just uh, like I don't know people moving around doing random shit. Yeah, know, until the movie ends. So Seagal gets his hands on some kind of override where he locks all the doors to the prison, and this is mm-hmm. where they go. Good thing you have those keys, Warden. <laughs> I like that the override wouldn't cancel out a key just opening a door. Well, it's it's not that good of a prison, okay? No, because once again, this is all just chain link fences. That's the other thing I thought is, what do you even need the keys? It'd be so easy to just clip these chain link fences open. Don't they have like yep. bolt cutters or something or any literally yeah. anything? You're telling me you couldn't? Yeah. You're the special ops team. You can't just get through a chain link fence. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty dumb. Uh, and uh-huh. so, because they they pretty quickly get to the extraction point. Now, here's the thing. This is a real bad move on the bad guy's part. They get to the garbage truck. They shoot the warden. 
And then they go, okay, before we leave, we're going to cut this thing out of the courier. Why not get out of there and then do that? I don't know, John. That, that was be, that was that incredibly stupid. There was no reason they couldn't just escape with her and then cut it out. Instead, it's it, they have to give time for Seagal and the other guys to get to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while they're doing that, uh, this is where Stone Cold Steve Austin scores off with the main kind of the main henchman guy in the uh, okay, in it. the yeah. Once again, the workout space in the Black Sight Prison. <laughs> Well, there may be prisoners who will probably never leave, but they do need time to work out. They, they just need some exercise time. They need some, the, you know, personal time. So I the think. guy, this- the, 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 the henchman guy grabs the bar that you would put the weights on, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, this, <laughs> like, this is where he goes, you going to work out or are you going to fat? <laughs> Yeah, he does have a lot of one-liners in this movie. He does. I I actually kind of like Stone Cold Steve Austin in this. He's kind of yeah. fun to watch. Like I said, we didn't yeah. we didn't hate the other movie we watched with him. He was all right. No, that's that had our favorite uh, one-liner from from, from last fatten. year from fighting. Yeah, exactly. And I like this one. You're gonna work out. You gonna fat? Uh, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, he ends up impaling him on. Yeah, what is this? This is some kind of hand like one of the what's this like a yeah it's like what you would uh so if you had like a rack of of those bar uh yeah. bars man very clear that john and i don't work out mm-hmm. uh but you you rest them on on these like yeah little, that's uh, what i thought it's like a racks. rack for yeah. weights but i also thought yeah. that's not sharp enough to come through somebody's it... chest like this because he just pins that he just impales him right through this thing yeah, and I then, guess we're supposed to. Uh, it's supposed to imply that he's so strong that he can impale somebody with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then that's the no pain, no gain. Yeah. Uh, very Arnold Schwarzenegger. This whole this whole scene was very like Arnold Schwarzenegger in command. And actually, like if you want to have Stone Cold Steve Austin doing a Commando type movie, I'm here for it. Yeah, that would be great. That sounds that like very a lot of enjoyable. fun. I, I think I think going yeah. forward. We're gonna probably prioritize more Stone Cold movies than Seagal movies, really. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't avoid Seagal. Um, we, but we do him but... infrequently on the show for a reason. Not only is he despicable, I also just I don't like his movies. Like, no, they're not good. No, they're like this. And I'm trying to find ones now where it's like we often try to do ones where it's like, oh, we kind of like the people around him or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So meanwhile, there's a giant shootout with everybody. Just, I mean, this is where you're talking about. You've got all the good guys and all the bad guys just unloading their weapons at each other here. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at the sound, like sound levels, it yeah. would just be like just a block of gunfire sounds for yeah. 20 minutes. I actually, I always watch these movies with headphones. When this just, oh, I just took my headphones off for a while and yep. just go like, because so just, it just got irritating. Like it was just like, yeah, because it was just, and I started to get a headache from watching this. Yeah. Film. Like I watch a lot of movies with gunfire, but you often don't have this kind of sustained, you know, no, um, no, Oh God, it's it's such bad because there's no mix, so there's boring. no thought to it, there's no anything, nothing interesting nope. about the way the guns sound. Um, no, I always go back to Dirty Harry as like that's how you do it, where like Dirty Harry's gun has a sound. Mm-hmm. I yes. like stuff like that where it's like, oh, 
And whether or not that's real, it doesn't matter. It's a movie. The fact that the 44 Magnum, the signature gun of our hero, sounds different than other guns is mm-hmm. good filmmaking. That's yeah, it's good Foley work. I mean, you and I were talking the other day about uh, like the art of Foley work mm-hmm. and like differentiating different gunshots from different guns Absolutely. and how important that is. Because if you don't, it's just this blank or it's you're just doing the stuff, static uh, white noise. You know, one of the things. Uh, maybe the best shootout in film is in Michael Mann's heat where he doesn't do anything to the gunshot sounds. It's all live recorded on set. So what you're hearing then is the echo of these things bouncing, the echo of the sound bouncing off of cars or concrete or whatever. And it creates where you go like, cool. Yeah. It makes the guns scary when they go off. You're like, Mm -hmm. shit that you, cause you unload with a machine gun at somebody. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what that movie does. This movie is just like, <laughs> you know, when people talk about movies, I like being like, oh, it's so noisy. And I often go like, I don't think like a Marvel movie's noisy or, or over the top in that way. This is this I agree with is just like, because yes. this is just nonsense. It's mm-hmm. just, yes. it's just loud. Um, yeah. We get our one moment for Bren Foster where he sneaks around behind the guy shooting and I was like, oh, finally, a guy who's doing some spin kicks. <laughs> and there aren't a lot of cuts because he can actually do this shit. Very obviously. And it was pretty yeah, good. He's trained in this in some way, yeah. Yeah, this is another one I go, why wasn't this guy the other main guy? Forget Seagal. I want to watch yeah. that guy. And now that's why I was looking at, like, what other movies is he in? Because we should watch a movie with him. Um, yeah, he, he, he did another Seagal movie, which, eh. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also got uh, he's also got some sci-fi stuff, and uh, we should watch Alpha Code with him and Denise Richards. I also thought his acting was pretty good. Yeah, too. I thought he was like, totally obviously decent. comparatively. Yeah, yeah, but also uh, he's but... like um, he's a so- he did like soap operas and stuff like that. So he also has yeah. kind of like Scott Adkins martial mm-hmm. arts, but also like has done stuff has done acting that doesn't require action too. Yeah, which is a yeah, good yeah. thing. He's done guest shots on TV and stuff like that. And we talked about he was the voice of Max Rukatansky in the Mad Max video game. Yeah, That's very it. underrated. Yeah, game. he was on the Last Ship, which was a TNT series about the military. Mm-hmm. But once again, that that had some action, but it's more drama. He's been on yeah. some yeah. show, Home and Away. I don't know what this is. Oh, it seems as like yeah. it's an Australian show. Hmm. But once again, like drama. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, it is. It is interesting because I'm not seeing like a lot of like, like martial arts in his mm. in his uh, bio here. But he is so much more compelling uh, in a fight scene than than honestly. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at, it, you have to go into his bio where it talked about he studied martial arts for years and stuff like that. But, okay, it, but gotcha. that's yeah, he's a Taekwondo world champion. Um, uh, okay, gotcha. Okay, but that makes sense. that's just one of his skills. He's he seems like he actually is an actor too yes uh yes. And, and i think yes. those are the people that we tend to like the most because i think scott adkins is like that where it's like i am an actor who knows martial arts not just yes. a martial artist yes it, it's hard to thread that needle but when people do uh john and i are very appreciative Well, because a lot of the time and look we we can enjoy the work of these guys but that used to be the canon thing particularly was let's go get the world's best kickboxer or whatever we don't have to worry about whether or not they can act really, you know, and yeah. some guys we'll make them some sort of stoic, you know, badass or whatever. So they well, don't, I mean, that to. was Chuck Norris, right? He was just, exactly. he was a karate yeah. champion 
And then they yeah. started putting him in movies. And then every yeah. once in a while, you luck out and you get a Van Damme who just has a natural charisma. Uh, mm-hmm. And even Van Damme got better with each movie. Um, yes. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you get a lot of that kind of stuff uh, where I just go like, uh, oh, that guy can't fucking act. <laughs> yep. Uh, and yep. so yeah, that's that. I, so I I do appreciate when you have people like, you know, I think Adkins really. I mean, to it, we love Van Damme, but I got to say, I think Adkins is like the perfect action shell factor. Yes. I think yes. he is. I think he is the platonic ideal of what like a b movie he's certainly more of an actor than than van damme is right that's the thing where it's like he is equal parts martial arts and actor whereas van damme is probably more martial arts but more actor than the other martial arts guys but still primarily a martial artist yes yes exactly uh or or, i was gonna be a don the dragon wilson is another prime example of a guy where it's like world kickboxing you know champion you're like yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen. It. We 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 still. I've only seen on one movie of his, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. Well, let's we'll wait till we see another one. Let's talk we... about as much as we enjoyed that fight with Bren Foster. Let's talk about yeah. the terrible fight between Steven Seagal and Michael Pare. Well, actually, yeah. before we get to that, I do want to get to that uh, the the standoff. The, the standoff. Well, well, the before that, we have the Courier woman shoot the the evil fake prisoner woman what when mm-hmm. stone cold steve austin sees her dead he goes which one of you motherfuckers killed my future ex-wife oh bad john it's it's so i feel like he yeah. could have looked directly at the camera and said that line and, and like point at it's like yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah I fuck, fuck yeah i do stone cold i'm one of you yeah i'm one of you yeah because <laughs> you know these guys these problematic uh you know uh divorced dads are mm-hmm. also watching monday night raw on wwe and friday night smackdown you know these are wrestling guys too and i'm not saying there's oh, anything no. wrong inherently wrestling i'm just saying that nope. in the venn diagram of wrestling fans they're in there yeah of course yeah um so yeah let's talk about the standoff because steven seagal and michael Pray. <laughs> You want to talk about how boring this is. First, they're shooting with their their long guns at each other, right? Uh-huh. Then they run uh-huh. out of bullets, so they switch to their sidearms, and then they run out of bullets, and then they decide to talk, and that yes. requires Seagal to kind of act. And I'm they so- take off both of their vests. Okay. I, before we get get to this square off, I do like the standoff where it's like they bring up the fact that oh, so this is the tactical genius. We've got you outnumbered two to one. Mm-hmm. And what is Steven Seagal's? way to get around being completely outgunned and outmanned he takes three steps back and just starts shooting that's his big plan like i would believe that uh steve austin's yeah uh was the tactical genius because he's using like a propane tank as a missile he's lighting people on fire he's he's being creative he's doing steven seagal is just i'm gonna i'm gonna step back and then i guess i'll shoot uh and that's and it works for some reason i don't yeah yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's it's really uh, weird. But uh, yeah. th- this Kevlar thing reminds me of yet another. This is a smaller tale of Seagal. Um, mm, here you oh, go. Good, good. And this this is this is less about Seagal specifically and more about a company that he works with. Uh, uh-huh. There's a company in Colombia that makes stylish, bulletproof clothing for rich people. All okay. right, and he commissioned an oversized leather kimono, a Kevlar leather kimono 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's I enormous and performed the triple duty of quote protecting Seagal's life and ego while slimming his waistline. That was a smaller oh, one, wow. but yes, the man does own a bulletproof leather kimono. This is this is amazing. Yeah. This is absolutely yeah. amazing. There's a video about the company where they show Seagal's kimono. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I like that if you type in Steven Seagal bulletproof, it comes up with Steven Seagal bulletproof leather kimono. But also it speaks to how he views himself that he would yeah. think he's worthy of somebody taking a shot at. Yeah. No, nobody cares, Steven. Nobody yeah. cares. Oh, I think I, I think oh, I can't tell. There's lots of photos of the man in kimono. So <laughs> uh-huh. which one's bulletproof? So it's hard to narrow it down. Unclear. Yeah. I'll have to, we'll have to watch that video where apparently they You'll do never know. Up. Yeah. You never know which one. Go ahead and take a shot at me. Uh, so they get, this is a lame fight where he basically just kicks the shit out of Michael Perret. I mean, kudos to Michael Perret. He has to sell a lot of getting hit here. And like a uh, lot. Yeah, and it's just lame. And like I said, I just feel bad for him because Michael Pere can act. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, this is well, this is just an example of like, yeah, Seagal's not engaged in this at all. He just beats the shit out of Michael Pere. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun to watch, and it's not heroic, no. and it's not interesting. It's not thrilling at all. No. Like it should be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Seagal's barely holding on, and then he he. Uh, uh, you know, pushes through the pain and and somehow well, I, comes I on top. I always talk you know? about the Stallone Rocky franchise. The whole thing in that franchise mm-hmm. is he's going to lose a fight so he can rise back up and win at the end. I mean, that's the formula. That's just good fight scene storytelling. Yeah, it's you know? just like that, you, it's a little overdone, a little uh, cliched, but at least it's something. There's there's an inherent excitement in that though. There's there's a base level of storytelling. There is the idea yeah. Stallone understands that about getting beaten down is mm-hmm. what's going to set a character on an arc. You, mm-hmm. you, if you don't, if you don't bring your hero low, then what's the point of having? It? I mean, it's it's the you know it's Batman, right? Bat Bane breaks Batman's back so Batman can come back stronger and kick his ass mm-hmm. at the end of the story. That's the entire exactly. Nightfall storyline. Superman died in the comic. All right, the most invincible super. <laughs> Fucking pussy. You know that character died oh, in the comics. I'd never die if I was Superman. Yeah, except except Steven Seagal right. would never be enough of a fucking nerd to read a comic book. That's true. I don't, I, oh. I, I'm too busy getting pussy. I wonder if Seagal... I don't think he has. I can't believe he hasn't put out a graphic novel where he is the main character. That, that seem, is surprising. That seems like a thing. Because that's the, a thing yeah. a lot of actors do anyway, just in general. Mm-hmm. i got to look yeah. this up. Steven Seagal graphic novel. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, uh, because I would, I, would, I would love to read this. No, this is a book written yeah. by a guy named Steven Seagal. Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't think there... I mean, we can talk about his... Uh, his novel. But, uh, no, he never... He has not written a comic book as of yet. Which I'm surprised mm. by. Yeah, uh, shocked. Oh wait, what's this? Oh no, no. Somebody did an illustrated biography of him in the '90s, but that doesn't count. Uh, no, sorry, there is no. Uh, there, yeah, believe it or not. Well, I can't believe he hasn't cashed in on the. You know, one of those things where he quote unquote wrote it, right? Like, you know, uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah, sure. Uh, by the way, if people are interested in that, I highly recommend Keanu Reeves' Berserker. 
the comic Keanu mm. did right now that has the character that's drawn like Keanu. It's really good, really good action comic. And Keanu cool. is a big comic book fan, so that's like a lifelong yeah. dream for him. Uh, and Oscar Isaac is coming out with one too that I'm excited to read. Oh, sweet! Uh, yeah, but these are guys. Is Oscar act- Isaac a comic book fan? I, think I mean, to he some was in extent, Moon Yeah, Knight, I think to some yeah. extent. Um, he also played Apocalypse and X Men. Um, that's true. Yeah, I don't think he's a diehard one like Keanu is, maybe, but I think he likes the medium. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know who's like a who's a serious, massive comic book fan is Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I didn't know that. He has an entire apartment that he rents out just to keep his comic collection in. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, dude, uh, that's that guy, cool. That guy's hardcore. Uh, he loves comic books. So um, I will say this about Steve Austin. Yeah, he's a big uh, video game nerd. Yes, he. Yes, he loves uh, some something that I can relate to him. He loves the Legend of Zelda there uh, you franchise. Go. And I think, yeah, I think he was pretty instrumental in pushing those WWE video games to be better. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I think yeah, I believe a, so. I think he had a big hand in wanting to make sure those are good. And those, well, once again, we neither one of us are wrestling fans. I think those are pretty well thought of as games for the most part. Yes, I, be, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a thing that that was like a, a, a sort of nerdy pop culture thing that never hit me. I always sort of like. Yeah, me neither. Like comics always overtook that because I feel like it's a. I mean, and I know a lot of comic fans who love wrestling for similar reasons. It, it has mm-hmm. ongoing stories, rivalries, characters, mm-hmm. costumes, abilities. Um, yeah. But I never I just I just never appealed to me. I, I always. I liked individual wrestlers, like I love Dwayne Johnson and John sure. Cena and stuff like that. But yes. just never, never got it. It's a, it's a big commitment. Like there's a lot of it. Those things go on for hours too. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're like four hour long uh, events. Yeah, and, like and there's paper, like interweaving stories that go back like years. That's so, the thing yeah. where it's like, and I, I just, that's where I go to is like, look, I'm a fan of some stuff, but I just don't have the energy to be a fan of all of it, man. But that's you can't, yeah. I there's can, too much stuff. I respect the concept of it i fucking hate vince mcmahon and anybody who doesn't yes. research on that knows but i yes. i like the wrestlers individually they they really yes. got a raw deal um yeah, they sure did so which they is get the name of a movie if i'm not mistaken yeah we watched it with uh, oh that's right <laughs> nobody gives me a raw deal I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the mafia <laughs> yeah um that's all right. right so uh how about the way this ends that's pretty stupid? They set this up earlier where they have this wall, this doorway lined with uh, mines tripped by lasers. But it also leads to this exchange where Michael Perez says, what do you expect? I'm the fucking bad guy. And then Seagal says, and I'm the good guy. And then throws him into these mines where he explodes into chunks. You know, Maybe. a real good guy move. Maybe the laziest screenwriting I've ever seen. Yeah. They literally have the villain say, I'm the bad guy, and the hero say, I'm the good guy. And then kills the bad guy. Yeah, but also just kind of murders him in a non-heroic fashion. That's true. Yeah. Like, if anything, he... A better screenwriter would go, and I'm the good guy, and he'd, like, knock him unconscious and arrest him, because I'm not going to murder you. Yes. Uh, like no. uh, I, the end of um, the end of Spectre, I love mm-hmm. when he when uh, Blofeld's on the ground and Bond has the gun in him. He's like, "Go ahead and shoot me," and Bond ejects the magazine and takes the bullets out, and he's like, "No bullets," because mm-hmm. the whole message of that movie is a license to kill is a license not to kill. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, "I'm he not a fucking I'm decision. not a I'm not a fucking murderer," and go ahead and arrest that guy. Yeah. You know that yeah. that's cool to me. You don't have to have. Yeah. 
But not see the fans that like these movies want to see Seagal just obliterate the bad guy. That of they're course. not they're yeah, not interested in do. any in any kind of moral debate actually, which is why this whole scene is bizarre. Yes, that they would like, even there's... bother with this. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they don't have conflicting ideologies. Ultimately, they're both just shitty, uh, violent men. Yeah, know? it's like uh, exactly like they're both just guys who do dark shit. It just happens to be that Seagal is kind of in the moral right this time. Yeah, but you get by the sense. Yeah, you don't get the sense he's know. done awful shit too. Like, yeah. Oh, sure. Well, that's just the vibe Seagal. Gets well, that's out. true. Yeah, I just look at him and I go, "You've done stuff, haven't you?" Um, <laughs> uh, you shot somebody's dog before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's we've talked about that story too. And you drove a yeah. tank into someone's house. Mm-hmm. Well, not the same yeah. person. Uh, they Law drove man. a tank and yeah, Law man. Um, but uh, okay, so let's see. Oh, this is the weirdest part of the movie, though, is the end, where they just take the illegal money? I think so. Yeah, (laughs) they just steal the illegal money. It's the thing where he just goes, yeah, we pulled the information out of the courier. Turns out it's a bunch of secret bank accounts, and, uh, yeah, shit, you want to keep $200 million? (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, sounds good to me. And I just thought, well, this this is a weird ending. This kind of makes them the villains because they just ca- uh, follow through with the villains no, plan no, after killing them. When he asked Steven Skull what he's going to do with the money, he's like, well, I'll give half to charity. Some kind of children's hospital, you know? Cause I'm a yeah, the guy. other half is going straight into sex trafficking. Well, he does say the other half I'll have some fun with. Yep, so same thing. But then also he goes, but hey, how about you meet me down in Puerto Vallarta or whatever? You know, I got a new gig for us. It's like, oh man, another crazy mission with you, brother. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, another what is this, crazy a mission where we don't interact except for one scene. But then he turns to the courier woman. He goes, "You ready to fly, baby?" And they walk off with his arm around her. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are they together now? Apparently, I mean, I'm grateful there wasn't like them kissing like at the end of Under Siege, but. And Even as, the implication and of as them we being know, in a relationship. They had to talk joke. They had to talk Seagal down to just a kiss in Under Siege, of course. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh that is uh that's the movie. Yeah, that's the that's the film. Man, we got through that in record time. I think we did. Uh because we, we had some sojourns in there. So this will still be like a normal length episode, but we also spent a lot of time talking about other shit, so because yeah, that movie, there's not much to talk about. No, here. there really isn't. I, I, I mean, I, I was watching it last night, going, dude, I don't even know if we can go for an hour on this one. I, I every once in a while, I, I watch a movie. I'm like, I don't see how this is going to be an episode. Yeah. I don't know what there is to talk yeah. about. Yeah, but you know, yeah, you and I find stuff to talk about. So we do, we do, and uh, you know, listen, it's always my goal to find the strangest IMDb reviews for these movies I can. Oh boy! And uh, there's a lot of reviews for this movie, and more ten star ones than you would think, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, one ten star review is more than I'd think, but yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, here's here's a here's a a, a longer uh, uh, review from uh, IMDb user Anderson Chris Seventeen. Should we just assume that this is a pen name for Steven Seagal reviewing his own? Well, movie? yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I, I think so. Um, best Seagal movie in a very, very long time. This movie honestly <laughs> deserves a 5.7 to 6. Uh, that's the title of the review. 
Okay. And he he wow. means that as an overall. Because uh, well, okay. let's, let's, let's actually see what its overall average score is. What do you think? 4.7. That's still too that high. That sounds right. That's still too That's high. That's still too high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so most people think that Seagal is getting too old, too fat. You know what? Maybe he is getting older and fatter. But this movie makes him look bad to the bone. Starring alongside Steve Austin, I'm not waiting my time. I'm not wasting my time telling you what the movie's about. You can read that at the top. I have to say Thank this you. is way better than Van Damme's Six Bullets. Now that one we haven't watched yet, Lisman, so we can't speak. But Van Damme's in it, so it's better. It's, that's better. Yeah. Even though I thought that was a good movie, this one will impress you. Seagal actually has some badass fight scenes in this one, not to mention a few good one-liners that will make you laugh. He even smiles a couple times. Steve Austin is a very nice ad. He gives the movie a little humor, and also he gets his ass kicked in the movie. Not gonna say by who. Uh, I'm reading this with the inflection I imagine it was written with. Um, uh-huh. I think one person that did an amazing... Uh, that did amazing in this movie is Michael Pere, the bad guy. He did an amazing job playing the leader of the killing time. Most of the time, the bad guys are dumb Russians and really don't know what to do, but this guy knows exactly what to do. (laughs) This movie gives you the feel of the old 80s action movie style. I honestly, in my opinion, think this movie would be right behind The Expendables. Oh, God, the every Expendables movie is ten. Uh, it's like 100 times better than this movie. Um, they only could be, yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually, Steve Austin's in the first Expendables movie, and he's pretty good in yeah. it. Um, I think the director, Kanoi Waxman, did an amazing job on this movie, especially because Seagal isn't dubbed not one bit. There's a million shootouts and fight scenes. Trust me, you're going to enjoy this movie. If you think Seagal hasn't made a good movie in years, trust me, you're you're not going to want to miss this. Make sure no one's around so you can blast this fucker up. I think if the director were to return, I think with a little more budget, he could be the one to get Seagal back on the big screen. 10 out of 10 stars. Oof. Man, that's that a deluded hurt. individual. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see how you could look at this and be like, "This is, this is great." It's, it's so yeah, even boring. If, even if you like other Seagal movies, like, it's really it's so incompetent. Yeah, like, it's so incompetently put together. It's really bad. It's yeah. really, really bad. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, hey boy. Uh, well, I, I, damn, you know, listen, I'm, I'm kind of bummed our old pal Bruce didn't see this movie. Uh, Shocked, but, that, really? that, but you know that never stops us from doing everyone's mm-hmm. favorite segment, which is, once again, it's time for The Winning Opinion. Uh, all right, here's Bruce's review of uh, something very new to Amazon Prime and something I actually enjoyed quite a bit uh, and something well, I was talking about the military falsehoods in this and a show that was very true and accurate which is chris pratt's new series the terminal list a show that Mm. takes a lot of pains to be very accurate to military Mm. tacticians um here is a (laughs) here is bruce's review of it uh and this is also one of those where i'm going like oh i know bruce is gonna love this show so i wanted to hear what he Mm -hmm. said so here he goes it's the review is titled lots of shooting of the soldier type At first, I thought I would abort, but I'm glad I watched the entire story. I like the action and violence. 
Usually, I don't like war-type movies, but this one has an important message. I especially like the explosions and shooting. Five out of five stars. Doesn't usually like war films. Interesting. So the violence he likes is like just murder is what he likes. Well, like and that, just that, wanton but murder. But that's why he likes this, because this is about an operation gone wrong and then a guy getting revenge for the death of his team. So only mm. I see the thing where he says I, I wanted to leave after the first episode, because really only the first episode is like warfare. And then from okay. there, it's like a personal vendetta story. So yeah. I think that's when he's like, ooh, now it's a revenge story. Now I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> he liked it when it was just the uh, the murder. Who does, he, uh, uh, who does Bruce Winning feel slighted by and wants vengeance upon? That's my question. <laughs> ooh, yeah, right? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, oh, man, it's got to be something involving the audio industry, right? Because uh, he's got such be, yeah. high opinions about the audio quality of movies. <laughs> He's got problems with some sound mixer from Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I will get my revenge. I will find them and I will end them. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, Lisman, we didn't care for Maximum Conviction, but do you think... Not there, at all. Do you think there's a movie we could come up with that would be a good pairing of Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin? Pro, yeah, sure. Let's yeah, let's, let's uh, try our best, challenge ourselves. Right? So we're going to try that by busting out a, a, a device I think Steven Seagal actually does use to <laughs> uh, title his films because, dear God, uh, he has the worst titles of anybody. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, here we go. Uh, let's, let's randomly generate a title. Here we go. Let's see. We've got... Oh, it's... Uh, Okay, here we go. It's Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin in Darkness of the Sun. Darkness of okay. the Sun. Okay, okay. Mm. Darkness of the Sun. So obviously there's a contradiction. That there's the, right, the sun but darkness of the sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that, that could be interesting because I, I was thinking like, the movie takes place during a solar eclipse or something. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, they need to wait until the sun is blocked to do some sort of plan or a heist or mm. something. Oh, that's of, a good yeah. idea. There's an, there's an upcoming solar eclipse, and yeah. they need to move under the cover of darkness. Yeah. They can't do... wait for uh, nighttime for some reason, but, like... Right, right. They won't expect it during the day. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, and it's got to be something like the the security systems of where they're breaking in for are prepared for night, but they're not prepared for the sudden darkness of a solar exactly. eclipse. So it'll put exactly. it'll shut down the solar powered something, right? <laughs> sure. The solar sure. powered security grid of a warlord's castle base. I'm just throwing mm -hmm. words out, but there you go. Yes, Steven Seagal is the warlord. There you go. Uh, Steve Austin is our hero. And Brent uh, Foster is his second in command. Exactly. There you yes. go. We'll just bring these guys back. Yes. This uh, son of a bitch has gone on long enough. It's time to take him down. 
Here's the only thing I need. Uh, I need the final confrontation, much like this movie, Mm -hmm. the final confrontation between our hero and our protagonist antagonist is just, is just Stone Cold just beating the ever-loving shit out yeah. of Steven Seagal. He like, can, it's not even a competition. Every time he almost gets up, he just gets pummeled back down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like we've uh, recommended before, this is actually uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin murdering Steven Seagal <laughs> in real life. We're watching a snuff film. You always go back to actually <laughs> killing the man. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would okay. like early well, on, though, they try to shoot him, and he has his bulletproof kimono on, though. Ooh yes, yes. Should he be he's just, playing he's just Steven Seagal? The, he's just taking the bullets, right, like into the thing. Yeah, yeah. Should he be playing? Yeah, his he's... part is I am Steven Seagal, and I am a warlord in like some Eastern European country. Right. Putin has given him command over a small country in Eastern <laughs> Europe. Oh, and the government goes to his former co-star, Stone Cold Steve Austin, going, you're the only man who can get close enough. Yeah, we need we Back need a man out. on the inside. Somehow I always knew this day would come. <laughs> I always Ever figured, since we worked together on... <laughs> 2012's Maximum Conviction. I always knew this would end with me having to kill him. <laughs> I, had, I had a dream once when we were working on the film of me snuffing out his lights yeah. who knew that was a premonition of sorts you know what they say sometimes dreams come true <laughs> <laughs> yes there you go yes yeah. it's the one thing he was too stupid to calculate for a well-established solar eclipse in his security so he that that that's your one chance because he's going to stay he's going he's going he's going to stay with him but that will shut down the security so we can actually get close to him without so there you go yeah yeah and then it's 30 minutes of beating the ever-loving shit out of steven seagal (laughs) and he's going why is stone cold why (laughs) and he's crying for the first time in any movie he's ever been and he's showing actual human emotion i don't understand How'd you get so good from fatten? <laughs> <laughs> yes, bring it back. Yeah, the greatest hits. Well, there's one of the sillier ones we've come up with. Uh, yeah. But speaking of silly, next week on the show, we get a very silly movie starring another wrestling icon. That's right. It's Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, have we done Jesse Ventura on here? I, we must. I know we watched Predator for our for Patreon the for content. the patron, but I don't know if we've actually done a movie with him. We oh, must. A, we must have. It seems like we have to have. Hey, brother, uh, he's living off yeah. the grid. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm looking here though at his filmography, and um, dude, I don't think we have. Whoa, weird. Okay, well, I'm, check I'm, it off the box. Yeah, Check the man. Box off, yeah. No, we haven't. We've done a. He's been in a couple of the movies we've done commentaries for, Lizzie, because he also mm-hmm. shows up in Demolition Man. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a couple I know. There's a couple movies I think we've talked about doing with him mm-hmm. and them, but I think this is actually the first one. So here it is. This okay. is uh, we are talking about the Jesse Ventura sci-fi epic, Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. I am not looking forward to this film, John. Uh oh. Uh oh. But Lisbon, don't you want to hear the tagline for it? 
Yes. It's very simple. Abraxas Guardian of the Universe. An adventure across time and space. Okay. You go. All right. Sure. You like time yeah. and space. <laughs> yeah, those are... I, I love the fabric of, of, of the universe. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So there you yeah. go. We get Jesse Ventura. Jesse, the body Ventura, is a Braxis guardian of the universe. And you can watch this on Amazon Prime. If you are brave enough, you yeah. can watch it there. Yeah. Uh, what do we got for uh, just a 90-minute even? Okay, that's not too okay. bad. Okay. Uh, I, I was exp- I was going like, oh no! If it's 115 minutes, I'm gonna have to shoot myself. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, next week on the show, and our good friend Alex Schaefer will be joining us for that mm-hmm. fun, <laughs> fun, uh, see. You know, commiseration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that'll help. Anyway, that's gonna do it for uh, this week's episode of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The action show. The action show.